Today's episode of Birds with Friends is brought to you by Robinhood. With Robinhood, you can invest in stocks, options, and ETFs right from your phone. You can even spend and earn interest on uninvested cash. And with fractional shares, you can buy stocks in any amount, including companies like Apple, Amazon, and Tesla for as little as $1. And that is with no commission fees or account minimums. So whether you are new to investing and ready to learn or just looking for a better experience, stop waiting and join the 10 million Robinhood users. Listeners can get started with a free stock by going to birdswithfriends.robinhood.com. That's birdswithfriends, all one word, .robinhood.com. All investments involve risk. This is not investment advice, a recommendation, or a solicitation of any security. Other fees may apply. Visit rbnhd.co slash fees. The free stock program is certain to subject to certain limitations. Annual percentage yield on uninvested cash is paid by program banks and is variable. Robinhood Financial is not a bank. Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a couple of feathery brethren weathering any season to see the Eagles eating teams like bacon, steaks, and cheese. It's Philadelphia, Bowen, Sheila, and the cut, kicking it cooler than two penguins till Bo's old arch nemesis. Greg Cosell shows up and it gets real. Pull up a branch and chill, it's time to get ill with some Birds with Friends. The early bird skips the worm and prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Bowen for coming at you with stats and things flapping their wings i'm gonna have the rest of my life with these kids wow get, we gotta get that in a drop uh immediately we'll edit that one out that didn't come out play. there's no editing no no editing yeah, on this that's podcast the one birds with friends no editing <laughs> hello everybody and welcome to the second annual senior bowl quackatology episode of Birds with Friends, Bo Wolf here in my creepy hotel room, joined by Mr. Fran Duffy for the second time in two weeks in his own uh, interesting chair in this creepy hotel room. Yeah, and I'm, I'm wearing jeans this time, which is good. It's, a, it's an upgrade <laughs> after last week. Yeah. I suppose that's true. I, I, that, that picture has been making the rounds, apparently. Too, mu- too many rounds. Mm-hmm. I still have not yet to hear the end of that one. Uh, so I thank you for that. <laughs> to give I'm people sorry. behind the scenes, he literally took that picture as I was not paying attention. What is the picture for those? Uh, it doesn't matter what the picture a is. But, <laughs> but we uh, then walked to dinner after. It was like a 20-minute walk to dinner. We sit down at the table. <laughs> And then he turns to me with that, Not with even, that grin. It was, it was like 10 minutes into sitting down at the table. Yeah, and he, turned, he said, have you checked Twitter lately? And the picture had been posted for a half hour. And so at that point, it was, it was too far gone. Could not get deleted. So really, really appreciate that. Well, Why isn't the senior Biall? It is. It is the senior Biall. Oh, okay, good. Just, All right. Just, I'm, we're, you know, we're, we're both a little bit tired this morning. Yeah, I think so. Somewhat banged up. So That's fair. Uh, I forgot the Biall part. <laughs> <laughs> what, what can I say? <laughs> This is why we're here. Okay. All right. Um, how's your senior bowl week going, Mr. It's great. This is a, I love this trip every year. Um, you know, it's a lot of fun. Obviously, the evaluation part and, uh, you know, being able to watch these players. But then also, you know, just seeing people that you see every single year. You only have a couple chances to be able to see them, whether it was last week at the Shrine Bowl, this week in Mobile, or in a few weeks at the Combine. There are, you know, a lot of guys from around the league or, you know, even uh, the, the, you know, the scouts for the Eagles that are, uh, you know, not uh, local to Philadelphia and that live around the country. So it, it's always fun just kind of catching up with people and, you know, seeing them for one of only a hand, handful of times a year. Okay. 
All right. We got, we got stuff to get to. You've got a hard out, so let's get to this. Yes. We are going to go through 64 players on this Senior Bowl roster in a quackatology fashion, comparing them as to who is who <laughs> is more likely. Now, we, we won't say to be drafted by the Eagles. Correct. We will say which of these players is more likely to be drafted by, let's say, a theoretical team. That has a uh, former quarterback as its head coach who has won a Super Bowl, uh, who a team that desperately needs speed, a team that uh, has an aging offensive line, uh, a team that has a defense that uh, doesn't blitz a lot, could use some um, defensive line help, certainly has some questions in the secondary. To be clear, and- I have no idea who the Eagles will draft. So I'm going based purely, and I'm going to answer these questions based purely off of how I see the players, and at this point in mid-January, which round I think that they're most likely to go. It's a little go. bit of a stork report, a little stock report So I will give you the players and a theoretical round yeah. for the Eagles now, uh, for Eagles fans, to set the stage. Eagles in this draft projected to have 10 picks, one in the first, one in the second, two in the third, including a projected comp pick. Two in the fourth, or no, three in the fourth, two in the fifth, two in the sixth. I think that added up to ten. I'm trusting you on that one. Whatever. I'm not going to give you the specific pick. I'll just say the round. Okay. We will start with the South team. I've got 32 players from the South, 32 (laughs) from the North. Who is more likely to end up with uh, this unnamed team? Maryland safety Antoine Brooks Jr. in the fourth round. Okay. Or... South Carolina linebacker T.J. Brunson, son of Rick, in the sixth round. Um, I'll go with uh, with the Rick Brunson. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I'll go with T.J. Brunson. Do you mean T.J. T.J. Brunson? Hold on a second. Yeah. Do you mean Rick Brunson or do you mean no, I do Patrick mean T- Ewing? Yeah, I do mean T.J. Brunson. The okay, T.J. Ewing. Okay. Yes. Uh, you know, he's actually, he's actually had a pretty good week down here. Uh, I watched the linebacker one-on-one drills with, uh, against the running backs and tight ends yesterday on Wednesday. Uh, and I thought he flashed. He did some good things as a blitzer and in coverage as well. But that makes me think that he wouldn't be available in the sixth round. I mean, that's, that's a, what it's a type long of draft. player are we talking about here? Uh, this is a guy that has been, first of all, a long-time uh, starter for them uh, and has been productive throughout the course of his career. He's been the in the NFL draft spotlight for the last couple of seasons. Some people thought he could have come out uh, coming into his junior year, so he certainly has been in the spotlight. Um, yeah, he's, a, he's look, he's an instinctive kid that can come down and play downhill, and I, I, was, I, th- I liked what I saw from a third-down standpoint just in individual drills yesterday. And I liked uh, Antoine Brooks as an athlete. He seemed you know, he showed up at the weigh-ins pretty rocked up. He seems like he moves around pretty athletically. What's you talked to him, him too, right? I think I did talk to him. I yeah. talked. I, li- yeah. I liked him personally. I did like yeah, him. Yeah, he was a yeah. good kid. But you if we spend this much time talking about all 64, we're in real trouble. That's probably right. But, you know, the, the other later rounds will go quicker. Yeah, that's true. Yes, they, they, they did go uh, quicker last year. Okay. Right. Uh, next up, Florida Atlantic tight end Harrison Bryant. Good player. Yep. In the fifth round. Or LSU center Lloyd Cushy Cushenberry in the second round. Ooh. My guess is that both of those values are a little unlikely. I think it's more unlikely that Harrison Bryant lasts to the fifth round. I think it's more okay. likely that he goes earlier. So I'm going okay. to pick Lloyd Cushenberry in round two. Okay, that's fair. Cushenberry, some people consider the best 
interior offensive lineman in the draft, but some people not quite so sure. Yeah, and Harrison Bryant, I mean, it's not a terribly de- uh, deep tight end class at the top. It's mm-hmm. not super, super talented. So I think when you look at who who's the top tight end, He's in that mix. I mean, he won the John Mackey Award winner as the top tight end in college football this year. He's athletic. Uh, I've made made comparisons in the past to Evan Ingram, who was down here a couple of years ago, and uh, turned that performance into being a first-round pick. So uh, Harrison Bryant in the fifth round, I think, is, is <clears throat> would okay. be very unexpected. Okay. Uh, next up, we have Auburn defensive lineman Marlon Davidson yep. in the first round. Might seem a little bit spicy, but he's pretty high. On, I was surprised to see pretty high on Daniel Jeremiah's uh, top 50 yep. versus App State linebacker Akeem Davis-Gaither in the sixth round. Akeem Davis-Gaither, mm. of course, the love child of, of Akeem Jordan and Omar Gaither. <laughs> uh, I would say that... And Bill Davis. Yeah, <laughs> go with uh, Akeem Davis-Gaither in round six. I think with Marlon Davidson, um, you know, it's a pretty good group of defensive tackles. Uh, he came in at 280 pounds this week. He played mostly off the edge at Auburn, was a big, thick guy uh, playing at defensive end, but it looks like he's gearing up to be a defensive tackle moving forward and it's just a good defensive tackle group i think when you look at some of these top guys at the top um you know we've talked about you know javon kinlaws and the raekwon davises and uh, obviously Derek brown his teammate from auburn uh, who's a likely top 10 pick it's a it's a pretty good group of defensive tackles and the junior class helps supplement that so i would say marlon davidson going in round one is unlikely so it seems to me and, and tell me if you disagree that the talent this week at the top is a little bit less than it was last year. Last year, there were a bunch of guys who went in the first round. This year, it seems to me like, aside from the quarterbacks, Justin Herbert and Jordan Love, right. there's Ken Law, yep. and then you know there's maybe a couple other guys, maybe Neville Gallimore. I mean, is there anybody else you I can think, see? Like I, maybe Marlon Davidson? Or? I think Gallimore, uh, I think some of these offensive linemen, because offensive okay, linemen, like Josh Jones. I like Josh yeah. Jones. He hasn't had a... a as great a week right. as I was expecting, but uh, I think he's certainly going to be in the mix. I think ultimately when you look at uh, this year's class at the Senior Bowl, they just had some attrition late that really hurt mm-hmm. them. You know, five guys failing physicals. I, I've, too many, too many I've never seen that. I've never seen that before. Um, so f- having five, five guys, guys fail physical. You get it? Yeah, I get it. That was my lunch on, uh, on Monday coming down <laughs> here. Um, when I look at uh, there some peanuts th- this on the group, no, I didn't throw any peanuts on the ground. Um, but you look at uh, uh, Brandon Ayuk. I think he was in the first round mix. Some people think Prince Tegawanogo, the left tackle from Auburn, in the mix for round one. Mm-hmm. So uh, they mixed, missed a couple players, Christian Fulton, Trey Adams, Ray yeah. Davis, like all those guys uh, not being here in the last minute, in the 11th hour, I think hurt. All right, moving on. The Lenoir Rhine. Small Lenore, school. I think it's Lenoir Rhine. It's whatever I say it is. Okay. Uh, safety slash maybe he's a linebacker at the next level. Kyle Duger yep. in the third round. Third round, okay. Or Texas wide receiver Devin Duvernay-Taldifa <laughs> in the fourth round. Ooh, this, this is a good one. This is a tight one. Okay. Duvernay a little bit smaller, a little bit yeah. juicier, a little, a little quicker. Yep. Maybe not a lot of long speed. Quicker than he is fast, fair to say? No, I think he's got long speed. Oh. It's the, the explosiveness in the first 10 yards is the question. Okay. He's not like 0-60 so to 60 the, fast. The opposite of what I just said then. Yeah, but he's, yeah, so he's pretty quick just, and he's I tough. I just gave you the wrong report. No, but I think when you look at Devin Duvernay, uh, the only thing that would make me think, oh, he's not going to last that long is just that the, there's so many receivers in this class. Yeah. Like, so someone is going to fall down. I've been uh, like the, the receivers this week. Last week, there were, I mean, last year, there were some, there were some juicy receivers. You yeah. know, Debo Samuel had that great week. I'm just I'm not really impressed with the receivers this week. I know that some of them are making plays, but like 
you know, none of them are giving or, or exciting me as guys at the top of the draft. Yeah, I, I think coming into the week, I was really excited about them. Uh, excited to do more. Work. I think a few of them are, are having really good weeks. You know, KJ Hill has yeah. looked outstanding from Ohio State. A couple of Michael Pittman's making plays, uh, and he looks good. The ability to separate. So, um, no, a couple of these guys have looked really good. But whew, I'm going to say what about uh, he's interesting. Duggar's interesting, and he like he really looks the part. Um, you know, he's a little bit older. He'll be a 24 year old rookie, um, but this is a guy that's let absolutely. Oh, yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, he's, I haven't looked at the ages of these guys, and I, now I am out. <laughs> I still think that you're talking day two with that kid, though. I, I okay. think that you're talking. I think he, third round, Kyle Duggar. Uh, I'm going to go with that one. What do you think? You, you he moves on. He moves Kyle on. Duggar. Okay. What do you think? Uh, let's say that. Jim Schwartz got a head coaching job somewhere else and was running a different defense. What kind of position would Kyle Duggar play for that defense? Linebacker <laughs> or safety? No, I think from what I've seen, because I actually studied him in the summer, I had never, I didn't know where Lenore Ryan was. I actually had to talk to uh, Les Bone about where Lenore Ryan is. It is uh, in North Carolina. And uh, I think when you look at this kid back in the summer, um, he, he's safety. He's a safety. He's built like a linebacker, okay. but I think he moves well enough to play safety. Okay. Moving on, Memphis running back slash offensive weapon, yeah. Antonio Gibson in the fourth round. Okay. Or Oklahoma State cornerback A.J. Green in the sixth round. Ooh. I think it's unlikely that A.J. Green lasts names, in the sixth round. Both guys with names of players who have already been in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, I think when you look at A.J. Green, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. Um, you think he doesn't last? I don't think he lasts. Okay. He has all the traits you're looking for in a press man corner. The big question with him is just his ability to find the ball downfield. If he if his ball skills were a little bit better, people would be talking about him as top 50, top 75 pick. Told me that he has better hands than the other A.J. Green, so he's that's, delusional. It's, well, the hands might be the question. It's the ability to find it. Find yeah, that, that's the, that's the question. <laughs> can't track. Okay. Uh, UCLA cornerback Darnay Holmes in the third round. He's a nice player. Or... Pitt cornerback Dane Jackson in the third round. We got a cornerback third round matchup. Yeah. Darnay Holmes, I heard from a little birdie that uh, he came into this week after three years of playing for Chip Kelly. It's true. In those three years, had not done a single wide receiver cornerback one-on-one. They never did it at UCLA. He never did a wide receiver DB one-on-one? never did it in three years with Chip Kelly. Preparing guys for the pros. Good job, Chip. I look at I look, I look at Darnay Holmes, and he's looked good in one on ones down here. Um, this is a five star recruit. He was, I think, a top fifteen player in the country uh, in all of the you know, in the entire, regardless of position. Um, he's he's a really interesting player. Three year starter corner has played inside. He's played in the slot. I like him better in the slot. I think I like him more for the third round. I, I, he would advance for me. What about Dane Jackson? You, you, I, heard I you like Dan, little, I do uh, like Dane Jackson. Jalen Mills. Yeah, I think he's very similar to Jalen in a lot of in a lot of ways. Um, I think when you look at Dane Jackson versus Darnay Holmes, who's more likely? Again, it goes back to the the receiver discussion. There's a lot of corners in this draft. There's a lot of corners. So I think when you look at all right, who's more likely to <clears throat> get bumped down a little bit? Okay. I, I would. My guess would be it would be Dane Jackson. Yesterday on Birds with Friends, Sheil asked me water gun to my head. Two players from the last two weeks who, if I had to bet, would end up on the Eagles mm. at any point. Yeah. And I, I gave him John Hightower and Dane Jackson. Oh. What do you feel about those what, uh, what, what, uh, what, what brought you to those two guys? Uh, Hightower, I think they – I mean, we, we know the Eagles need speed and whether or not – they. I think they need to add at least two receivers 
uh, in this draft, and he gives you some sort of late round speed. Yep. Uh, and uh, Dane Jackson seems like he's got that like you know feisty he's personality. Got that edge. Yeah. yeah, there's a, there's a few guys in this class that have that edge. He's uh, he's certainly one of them. Okay. Uh, let's see. Oh, you know what? Okay, let me make a little. I, I jumped the gun. It should. It wasn't supposed to be Holmes versus. Jackson, but that's okay. okay. Yep. Uh, we will go Florida defensive lineman Jonathan Greenard. Grenard. Grenard in the second round. Okay. Or his teammate, Florida wide receiver Van Jefferson in the third round. Huh. I think it's more likely that Grenard goes in the second round, ultimately. I think when you look at guys with his skill set, he's an explosive upfield rusher. Um, you know, I've made comparisons in the past. He kind of reminds me of a Robert Quinn uh, okay. throughout his career coming out of North Carolina. I think when you look at Grenard, that skill set typically goes in round two, whereas Jefferson, again, with the receiver numbers, I think it's, yeah. you know, I'm going to play the odds that it's Grenard getting the bump to round two. Okay, we got a good matchup here. Uh, Texas wide receiver Colin Johnson. Okay, in the second round, it's maybe a maybe yep. a little bit too high. Okay. Big kid. He's he's won some one on ones this week, but it's like you know he's he's doing that thing to me where he's making too many moves, and it's like, and I don't I don't think that he's super fluid. See, like, like there are times watching like, where he makes a cut, and you're like, what? Like, yeah, a guy that big should not cut like that. Um, but I I I, I get the concern or. Uh, probably the best player here, at least non-quarterback edition, Javon Kinlaw, the South Carolina defensive tackle in the first round. Yeah, I think it's more likely that Javon Kinlaw goes in, in round one. Pretty, he was. Uh, I think he was like a they top ten. He's done. He's done, for the, he's, and he's done for the week. By oh, the way, was he? Yeah, he's. Uh, I don't know if it was. I think it was knee tendonitis. I think they cited, mm-hmm. but he was just dominant for the first three yeah, days. He was pretty enough. Enough. Yeah. Okay, uh, we move on. We're a quarter of the way through the first round. Uh, safety Jared Maiden from Alabama in the fourth, or okay. Colorado quarterback Steven Montez in the sixth round. Ooh, I'm going to go Montez in round six. I, I think Maiden, I, and I like Maiden. I watched him. He's played Jared a little bit of Maiden safety. in America, right? Uh, safety. He's played some safety. He's played some corner. He's played inside. Um, yeah, to me, the, I, I like that versatility. Uh, but I think that it's more likely that Montez is a sixth round pick as opposed to Maiden being a fourth round pick. Florida running back, LaMichael P. Ryan, okay. brother of Samaji, in the cousin fifth. of Miles Jack. Really? Yeah. In the fifth round, or Tulsa cornerback Reggie Robinson in the sixth round. What was the round for P. Ryan again? Fifth. I'm going to go P. Ryan, fifth round. I think when you look at P. Ryan, uh, he's got a skill set that translates to the NFL as a, as a backup runner. Good pass protector. He's tough. He should be, showed better speed uh, this year than I expected. He, was, he had some really nice breakaway, breakaway runs uh, this season as a senior. Texas Tech offensive lineman Terrence Steele, the man of steel, yeah. the Cape Crusader, in the fourth round. Okay. Or Kentucky guard Logan Stenberg in the fourth round. I've actually liked both of these guys this week. Uh, Steele has had some good moments, and he's looked better here than from what I saw on film okay. as well. He I would played say. on both sides. Played on both sides, and I think he's played on both sides throughout his career with, with the uh, the Red Raiders. But I'm going to go Stenberg, and Stenberg has done some good things as well. I he's like Stenberg. Four year start. He started like 50 games in the SEC. Um, you know, has not moved off that one spot. So you got to prove the versatility. You know, can he play center? Can he play tackle? You know, what, can he play both sides? Mm-hmm. We don't know that. We haven't seen him do that in a game. But I think when you look at Stenberg, uh, I think he's a rock solid player. I like Stenberg. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next up, we have three straight Taylors. There are three Taylors on the South team. There it's are. like home improvement over here. 
Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Offensive lineman Alex Taylor from South Carolina State in the yeah. fifth round. Some long arms. And light feet. He's like really if you're just if, if you took all the helmets away and like just said like okay like throw all these guys on the field and said there would be a lot of concussions yeah <laughs> if you put all these guys in a lineup and you was like picking guys for gym class like he's a mm. top five pick oh interesting or tennessee defensive end daryl taylor in the second round i haven't seen him play this week he hasn't played he hasn't yeah, played he it hasn't down played. this week he okay. hasn't played it all well but but I shouldn't have you said what, what round was uh let's was, take him out let's take him out let's uh, take a, we'll, we'll I, I just want guys who play this week so instead okay. of him let's go with well you know I'll pick uh let's go with Davion Taylor the Colorado linebacker okay in the sixth round so Alex Taylor in the fifth Davion Taylor in the sixth Ooh. I see I think so Dav- Davion Taylor from Colorado is going to test like a absolute freak oh really yeah he's like a big time track athlete um He's gonna t- so I think that he could get a little bit of a bump. Okay. So Alex Taylor is the I mean, answer. Yes, correct. Okay. Alex Taylor is the answer in the fifth round. Cornerback Kindle Vildor, Kindle Vindel, Kindor Vindor from Georgia Southern, Kindor Vindor Vindel Kindle in the fifth round. Okay. Or safety Kayvon Wallace from Clemson. Is he has he not been practicing this week? He has been here. No, he had a he pick has. yesterday in the fourth round. I'm going to go Kayvon Wallace in the fourth round. I think that's a good area for him, too. And I think a team that takes him in the fourth round, wherever he ends up, will be happy with him. Okay. What about Kendall Vindel? Uh, in round five, that might be that might be a little bit rich. I think it's more likely oh, to... I think he's going to use, like, seventh round? Well, I, th- I just think, you know, fifth round, I think it's more likely that... <laughs> he's been boomer Kayvon... bust this week. He's gotten beaten, like, a ton, and then he's also had a couple of interceptions. I think that's probably fair. Okay. Uh, Penn State defensive lineman Robert Bob Windsor in the fifth round. Okay. Or South Carolina linebacker DJ Wanham in the fourth. Do you want him or do you need him? I'm going to go with Robert Windsor <clears throat> in the fifth round. I think this is a guy that's got a kind of a workmanlike uh, play style, uh, can defend the run, can get after the quarterback. Very similar to some of the guys we saw last week, honestly. Like him and Penasini, I think, are kind of similar um, <laughs> uh, from Utah. Uh, yeah, he, I would go with, uh, with Robert Windsor. Okay. Uh, Florida defensive lineman Jambari Zuniga. Florida, yep. Son of Miles, of course, Miles Zuniga in the third round. Or Mississippi State safety Brian Cole in the fifth. What was the one for Zuniga, third round? Yeah. This is a good one. You're welcome. I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with Zuniga in the third round. Cole is interesting because so Brian Cole is a former wide receiver at Michigan State and transferred out. I believe he went the JUCO route, ended up in Mississippi State. They moved him over to the secondary. Uh, he's played inside. He's played safety. He's played corner. Guys like that, could he could get a little bit of a bump. So I'm going to go with uh, that he could go a little bit higher. So I will go with Jabari Zaniga moving on. Okay. The stage is set. It's down to the best of the best as we crown the football champion. Don't miss out. Get in on the action with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. DraftKings Sportsbook is the place to get all your big game bets in. Head to the app right now and check out all they have to offer, including countless prop bets and football squares. Plus, DraftKings Sportsbook is a safe, secure, and reliable betting app. You can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. And to top it all off, DraftKings Sportsbook is offering the best sign-up offer to date right now. You don't want to miss this. Download the top-rated 
DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code TOSS, T-O-S-S. For a limited time, all new users can get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. That's right. DraftKings Sportsbook is going all out with a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. Don't forget that's code TOSS and get your sign-up bonus up to $1,000 only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Pennsylvania only. In partnership with Meadows Racetrack and Casino, bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Speaking of football squares, Kirk Cousins is in Melbourne. Uh, we close out the first round of the South. So we're halfway through round We're one. halfway through with a wide receiver in the fifth round matchup. Tyree Cleveland okay. from Florida. Kick returner, speed. Or Kalijah Lipscomb from Vanderbilt. In the fifth. Yeah, both in the fifth. I'm going to go with Cleveland because I think he brings that special teams uh, aspect that it okay. gives him a little bit of a bump. We move to the north. Move to the north. Hakeem Adeniji in the third round. He's had a good week. Offensive lineman. Yeah. Or TCU running back Darius Anderson, who I think has sort of flashed a little bit in I the like fifth Darius round. Anderson. I like both players. And I like the values you've picked for them. I'm going to go with Denigy in the third round. That just, feel, that just feels right for me. Okay. Yeah, I think when you look at Adenogy, uh he played both tackle spots at Kansas. In the spring last year when Les Miles first got there, um, you may remember. Les Bowen. Yeah, when Les Miles first got to Kansas, uh, he actually moved him to center in the spring. And was going to have him there, but then they decided tackle play was too bad, so they moved him back out to tackle. Okay, um, you'll remember that LSU had that big center a couple years, a few years ago. We may have seen him here, Shaquille O'Neal. So he Stromile Swift. So they moved him back to tackle. This week he's played all guard. So yes, Dennis he's showing off the versatility, and he's looked good. He's had a good week. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Wake Forest cornerback Isang Bassi, but the Assey and Bassey. He has uh, not had a good week in the sixth round. <laughs> or Utah defensive end slash what is he, Zach Bond in the second. Yeah. I'm going to go Zach Bond. He doesn't seem like he fits the Eagles scheme. I'm sorry, a theoretical Jim Schwartz scheme. Right. But Very I think much, he's just like, I think he might be a second round player. Okay. And you think Bassey's out of the league? Not necessarily, <laughs> but he's, he, he has had struggles this week. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Southern Illinois safety Jeremy Chin. In the, interesting week. in the fourth, maybe that's a little bit too rich. Okay. Or Nebraska defensive lineman Darian Daniels in the fifth. I think I'm going to go Jeremy Chin because he's a, he's a big – first of all, he's a big kid. He's 6'2". I want to say he's in the 220s, maybe the, the high teens. Uh, he's played in, in wide receiver DB one-on-ones against receivers. He's held his own. He's trying, kind of shown some things in coverage. He'll come down a hill and hit you. Uh, Jeremy Chin, I'll go round four. Okay. Oklahoma defensive tackle Neville Gallimore okay. in the first round. All right. Or Liberty wide receiver Antonio Gandy-Golden in the third round. I will have to say wow. that uh, I have been bothered by Antonio Gandy-Golden this week. His jersey on the back, there's no hyphen between the Gandy and the Golden. Yeah. That's true. For that reason, I'm going to go with Neville Gallimore. At one. Okay. No, I think uh, Gallimore, he's going – so regardless of how people talk about him this week – in a few weeks from now, in February, combine, like he's going to be back in the round one mix for all mock drafts and everything. You like him a little Gallimore than, than most Greg people. Cosell might. Yeah, yeah. right. I, I think when you look at Gallimore, he's got that ability to win quickly. Um, he's very athletic, high-motor kid. 
a couple years uh, now as a starter for Oklahoma. Obviously, that defense. Richard seems so a little, maybe a tick old. A little bit older, a little bit, but he's a good player. He's okay. a really good player. Uh, Notre Dame safety Alohi Guildman in the fifth round, or Ohio State defensive tackle Devon Hamilton in the second. Whoa. Okay, I'm gonna go. Um, <laughs> Too high? Or is that no, maybe? it's it's. I I haven't really thought about Hamilton as, as and it is Devon, not Davon. I've been calling him Davon. I know. I listened to and the then, episode. Oh, thank you. There you go. Uh, Devon, Devon Hamilton, Ohio State. I'm going to go with uh, Gilman in the fifth. Okay. He's been very. He's been active this week. He's another safety who's played a lot of wide receiver DB one-on-ones and has looked good. He had a pass breakup against Gandy Golden. Uh, he defended Courtney Davis, the Texas A&M receiver, really well. He's uh, had a good week. Washington safety Nick Harris, who you love. Washington center Nick Harris. Washington center Nick Harris in the third round so maybe that's too low yeah or ohio state linebacker malik harrison in the fourth round huh i like this for both i think the size is going to knock nick harris a little bit you think he's going to drop out of the third round no i mean it could that would knock him down to the third round potentially okay malik harrison in the fourth round seems about right to me though can he cover malik harrison can he cover I thought he could off the junior film. I, I've got to do a little bit more work off the senior tape, but uh, I, I I like Malik Harrison as a uh, as a junior. Okay, I like I liked him a lot actually. So that's a that's a tough one. That's a good one. I'm going to go with Malik Harrison though. Temple safety Matt Hennessy. Okay, in the fourth round. Temple, the Temple center. Matt Temp- I keep saying safety. Why I do I? I don't know. This is a this is actually a real matchup between us. We've got Temple versus Wake Forest here. We know who wins this one. Matt Hennessy or Justin Heron, the Wake Forest offensive lineman. In the fifth round. Where'd you have Hennessy? Fourth. I'm going to go Justin Heron in the fifth round. You think Hennessy goes higher? I think Hennessy goes higher. Okay. Yeah, he's a, he's a good player. He's had a good week. Um, one of the only guys that really has blocked Jason Strobridge from North Carolina. He's been one of the best players all week here. Uh, Hennessy's got good feet. I want to see what his versatility is. Can he play guard? I think he shows the ability to play guard, but he's a he's a rangy center. He's a good kid. Nah, I'm I'm pretty excited about that kid. Uh, matchup between two Ohio State players, wide receiver K.J. Hill in the fourth or offensive lineman Jonah Jackson in the fourth? I think it's more likely that K.J. Hill goes a little bit higher, potentially, maybe even in the third round. But I also think it's uh, there's a good chance that Jonah Jackson could fall out of round four. Oh. So this is a little even here. Okay. With the receiver numbers, K.J. Hill round four, he advances. Gotcha. There are a couple guys I've used that rationale for, so they can't all fall, but that's true. We'll see. Uh, UCLA running back Joshua Kelly, son of Chip, in the sixth round. They spell it differently, but okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, or West Virginia offensive lineman slash looks like potentially a meth dealer, Colton McKivitz in the fourth round. <laughs> Where'd you have Josh Kelly at? Sixth. Josh Kelly in the sixth or Colton McKivitz in the fourth? Yeah. Colton McKivitz needs to play guard. I'm tired of seeing him playing tackle. No, I think he played tackle. No, he needs to move inside. Okay. <laughs> uh, he's played both left and right tackle for West Virginia. Um, I liked him a little bit more than last year's uh, West Virginia Senior Bowl. Yanni Kajust. Yanni Kajust. I'm going to go McKivitz, round four. Okay. Uh, Baylor wide receiver Denzel Mims in the second, who has flashed. Second, okay. Maybe that's a little spicy. Or Iowa cornerback Michael Ojumudia in the fifth. Oja Moody in the fifth. You think Mims is second is too spicy? Maybe a little bit. Okay. He might. He's a track guy though, so he might rip up the combine and, and boost his, his stock a little bit. But 
Uh, we'll see. Michael Pittman, the USC Jones. wide receiver. Yep. In the second. Okay. Or Notre Dame cornerback Troy Pry Jr. in the fourth. Ooh. I think Troy Pride's going to end up as a day two pick. Oh, I think I think guys with that athletic background, he's a good, a decently sized kid. He's a good kid. Even though the like the football player, the film itself would say like, all right, maybe he's not a day two guy. We've seen guys with that athletic profile that have shown enough football skill like he has to go, and he's had a, a good week. He's looked good in coverage. Named after uh, my father's affinity for his hometown, Troy Pride. Um. I'm going to go with Michael Pittman around two. Okay. Uh, SMU wide receiver James Prochet in the third round. Whose stock is up since we all know now that his name is Prochet. I, Proche. Prochet is way better than Prochet. Yeah, I agree. Uh, as I told you during the weigh-ins. Or Syracuse defensive end or defensive lineman Alton Robinson in the fourth. Prochet in the third. Third. Alton Robinson in the fourth. I'm going to go Prochet in the third. Teams, teams love those uh, – those slot receivers you know and he's he of the slot guys in this draft i mean him and kj hill have looked have looked really good this week and i would put, put both in the same category north carolina defensive lineman jason strobridge who has yes. had a good week a very good week uh played mostly inside in college but came here trying to prove he could play on the outside and he's done a little bit of both he's a d tackle that north carolina listed at over 280 but has always been in the 260s. And so as soon as he signed up for the senior ball, Jim Nagy was adamant. He's an edge, he's an edge, he's an edge. He's not a D-tackle. Um, and he's looked good off the edge this week. Him in the second round. Okay. Or Dayton tight end Adam Troutman in the fourth. I kind of like Adam Troutman. Yeah, I, like, I like Adam Troutman too. I think it's more likely that Troutman is a fourth-round pick um, than Strobridge being a second. But I like Strobridge really? a lot. Yeah, I you think, think so. the Eagles would take a tight end in the fourth round? I'm just saying I think it's more likely Adam okay. Trotman's a fourth-round pick. All right. Even though this Strobridge has had this really good week? Yeah, I think so. You think he's going to be a third-round or fourth-round pick? I'm just going to – I'm giving okay. you my answer. Okay. I'm going to go Trotman in the fourth round. Okay. Strobridge has been, a good, has been really, really good this week. Uh, what did I write here? Good question. Oh, uh, Michigan defensive end slash linebacker slash what is he? Josh Uche. Josh Uche. Yep. In the third round. Or Wyoming linebacker Logan Wilson in the fourth. Hmm. I know some people really love Logan Wilson. Dane Brugler. Dane Brugler really loves Logan Wilson. I know that. I've, t- I've talked with others that do as well. Logan Wilson's family. Of course. Um, I'm going to go Logan Wilson in round four. Okay. Yeah, over, over Uche in the third. Uh, Utah defensive lineman Bradley Anai in the fourth round. Okay. Or Houston tackle Josh Jones in the first. Who? I mean, a good one. You're putting me on the spot. This one's a good one. Yeah, but the Eagles can't take a tackle in the first round again. I'm, I'm sorry. To... A team that took a, a team that <laughs> so took, took a Andre Dillard in the first round. round last year. Yeah, and, and he has not had the week that I was necessarily expecting. But there were guys like it's not like Titus Howard. Remember last year, Titus Howard. Mm, Titus Howard did have a good week. He didn't have a great week. Well, Chris Lindstrom didn't have a great week. And he went in the top 15. Yeah, I know. And Caleb McGarry was like yeah, was solid here. Yeah, he Titus Howard had a better week than those guys. And Josh Jones probably had a better week than both those okay. guys. <sighs> Garrett Bradbury, by the way, the defending champion of quackatology. Oh, yeah? Except we had him, I had him as a fourth-round pick, and that was, that was what won. Look at that. Mm. Shows, what we, shows the value of this yeah, whole segment. Exactly. <laughs> Um, I'm going to go with Bradley and I in the fourth round. Okay. Uh, last matchup of the first round. 
great. That means we're halfway done now. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Defensive lineman Lorel Murchison. Lorel Murchison. In the fourth. Good player. In the fourth round. Or Michigan safety Kaliki Hudson in the fifth. I like the it, Lorel Murchison in the fourth round feels right. Penetrating guy, defensive tackle. Sort of um, like a Penasini. Uh, he's looked stout in the run game. Uh, I, I like a Lorel Murchison. Like looked like Jeff Stoutland or? Uh, he's been very stout at the point of attack. Like in acting the like Jeff Stoutland? I would say that is uh, not true. And we okay. know that, you know. Uh, you may like that. I don't like that. <laughs> All right. We I've moved. seen a few guys pull that move this week, and I think about it every single time. <laughs> every time. <laughs> Explain to the listeners. <laughs> uh, the, referring back to the breakdown I did with uh, with Coach Statlin of Andre Dillard after the draft last year where uh, I asked him about the technique that offensive linemen use to knock the hands down of opposing linemen and throw them to the ground. And I said, you know, it was pretty impressive use of his hands here to, you know, to clear the hands of the defensive linemen. And he turned and he looked at me and said, you may like that. I don't like that. And was adamant in telling me why he didn't like that. Said he used to teach that technique when he was a coach at Michigan State, but uh, explained in full detail why he did not teach it anymore and uh, go find because that Because it can hurt the other offensive linemen. Yeah, because you're throw- anytime you're throwing other bodies on the ground, you, you know, put your teammates at risk. Okay, second round. South Carolina linebacker T.J. Brunson in the sixth or LSU center Lloyd Cushenberry in the second? I'm going to go Cushenberry in the second. Okay. I'm going to go Cushenberry in the second. App State linebacker Akeem Davis Gaither in the sixth round, or Lenore, what is it? Lenore, Lenore Ryan. Lenore Ryan in the third round, Kyle Duggar. I'm going to go Lenore Ryan safety, Kyle Duggar in the third round. I like it. Antonio Gibson, the Memphis running back slash uh, offensive weapon. Receiver, yeah. Antonio Gibson in the fourth. Or Florida defensive lineman Jonathan Greenard in the second. Grenard. Grenard. Um, Grenard Avery. I'm going to go. I might go Antonio Gibson here. Okay. Uh, did you talk to him? He's a good. He's a really fun interview. I did talk to yeah, him. Yeah, he was a really fun player to talk to. Um, Gibson played receiver throughout his career. Uh, showed up here and they well not showed up here and they told him, but when he announced that he was going to go to the Senior Bowl, it was going to be as a running back. And I actually talked to him and I said, you know, was that shocking to you was you know what was your initial idea? so look i've been a receiver my whole life uh they put him at running back at memphis plenty and he took carries out of the backfield um but i think they were they were looking for a little bit of and he doesn't back. dance too much when he doesn't yeah he, no. he'll get downhill and he's averaged he had averaged 15 yards per offensive touch this past year hmm. he's a big play guy uh long speed um in the open field with the ball in his hands kick returner as well uh i'm gonna go with antonio gibson UCLA cornerback Darnay Holmes in the third round, who has never uh, covered a receiver one-on-one in practice before, or Javon Kinlaw in the first? I think, I mean, Kinlaw in the first is, uh, that's a lock at this point, right? Yeah. He's going to be the first-round pick. I'm going to go Kinlaw. Colorado quarterback Steven Montez in the sixth, or Florida running back LaMichael Pirine in the fifth? I'm going to go Montez in the sixth. Running backs can be a little bit tricky in, uh, in day three. Kentucky guard Logan Stenberg in the fourth or South Carolina State offensive lineman Alex Taylor in the fifth? Hmm. I'm going to go Alex Taylor in the fifth. Um, you know, Stenberg. How dare you? Yeah, I think with Stenberg, the question with him is his athleticism. Anytime you're talking about that with offensive linemen, sometimes those guys can drop a little bit. Clemson safety Kayvon Wallace in the fourth. Okay. Or... Penn State defensive lineman Robert Windsor in the fifth. 
I'm gonna go. That's a good one. I think I'm gonna go Kayvon Wallace there in the round four. I li- I like him more than a fourth round. Is pick. Kayvon Wallace more of a free safety or a strong safety? I think he's today's new age strong safety. I think that he's a guy that you're because he's really comfortable playing in the box. Uh, he's tough. He's instinctive. He's a slot player as well, can play in the nickel. Um, so this is a guy I think that you're going to come down and play close to the line of scrimmage, even though he's a little bit smaller, and, but he's perfectly fine playing in that role. Uh, and also, like I said, playing in the slot. He's not going to have a great combine workout. He's not going to wow people with his long speed. So uh, I think that's what would knock him down into the fourth round. Jabari Zuniga, the defensive lineman from Florida in the third round, third round okay. or Florida wide receiver Tyree Cleveland in the fifth. I really like the uh, the Tyree Cleveland in round five. I like okay. that. I like that value. I think that makes a lot of sense. What's the book on Tyree Cleveland? So Tyree Cleveland has been a consistent contributor for Florida. Like has always <clears throat> has always had a role uh, with the Gators. The, um, the big part of that has been special teams. He's been a kick returner uh, throughout the course of his career, a deep threat, screen game, uh, get the ball in his hands, let him work. I think when you look at Tyree Cleveland, uh, that kind of player typically goes you know in that fifth, sixth round. We move to the north, second round. Kansas offensive lineman Hakeem Adeniji in the third round. Like the value. Or Utah defensive end Zach Bond in the second. Hmm. I'm going to go Adeniji round three. Okay. I, th- I think uh, you, know, you go back to players that have shown that kind of versatility. <clears throat> he hasn't done it in games, but I think every, every team knows, like, all right, this guy can play center, he can play guard, he can play tackle, both tackle spots. Uh, I think back to, like, an Isaac Samalo when he was coming out of Oregon State. Um, he had proven that versatility in games. Uh, this guy has it and just hasn't proven it in games. I think Adeniji goes round three. Southern Illinois safety Jeremy Chin in the fourth. Okay. Or Neville Gallimore, the Oklahoma defensive tackle, in the first. I think Neville Gallimore in the first. Neville Gallimore seems to me like a guy who would fit in this defense, fair to say. He's he's explosive. He's our, in a Jim Schwartz defense. Yeah, he's a he's a explosive defensive tackle that's played nose throughout his career uh, for Oklahoma. So he's used to playing at the point of attack, but he's got those one gap traits. I like guys that have two gap traits, but with one gap upside. So like violent, really good with their hands, have the ability to be really stout on contact in the run game, but then have that explosive first step. And you know, of the the guys in the round one at defensive tackle, that includes. Derek Brown and Kinlaw and Raekwon Davis and Blackstock from TCU. Like, all these guys are being thrown around. I think he's the most explosive upfield guy of that group. Okay, that's interesting. Uh, Notre Dame safety, Aloha Gilman in the fifth, or Ohio State linebacker Malik Harrison in the fourth? Malik Harrison in the fourth. Okay. You have to leave at 45, you said, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. we got, we got a few minutes here. Uh, Justin Heron, the Wake Forest Offensive lineman in the fifth, or K.J. Hill, the Ohio mm. State wide receiver in the fourth? I'm going to go K.J. Hill. I think he's had a really good week. Um, he could go higher, but K.J. Hill round four. Okay. Uh, Colton McKivitz, the West Virginia offensive lineman in the fourth, or Michael Ojemudia in the fifth, the Iowa corner? Who was the first one? Colton McKivitz in the fourth. Fourth. I'm going to go Ojemudia in round five. Okay. Because he's not that fast and... Sometimes that plays in the Eagles secondary. Hmm. Uh, Michael Pittman in the second round. Okay. Or James Prochet in the third. Wide receiver on wide receiver action. Yeah. I'm going to go with James Prochet more likely to be in the third round. I think uh, there's more chance that he rises to round three than Pittman rising to round. Not, I wouldn't say rising, but being in round two. Okay. Uh, 
Adam Troutman in the fourth, fourth the yeah. Dayton tight end, or Logan Wilson in the fourth, the Wyoming linebacker? I'm going to go with Adam Troutman in the fourth. Okay. Bradley and I in the fourth, the Utah defensive end, or Lorel Murchison in the fourth, mm. the defensive lineman from NC State? I think the thing that will knock Bradley and I is that he's not uh, the longest defensive end. Guys with the lack of length will typically fall off a little bit in terms of draft stock. So I, I'm going to go Bradley and I, who's a really good football player. Okay. We move to the Sweet 16. Okay. Lloyd Cushenberry. Okay. The LSU center in the second. Or Kyle Duggar, the Lenore Ryan safety in the third. I'm going to go with Lenore Ryan safety, Kyle mm, Duggar in the third. Kyle round. Duggar is making his way to the Elite Eight. Antonio Gibson in the fourth. Or Javon Kinlaw in the first. I think it is more likely that Javon Kinlaw is a first round pick. Well, now you start to wonder: is it likely that he makes it to twenty one, or maybe he's a player that he goes trying to trade up for? Yeah, that's that. We'll get into it as we get a little bit closer here. Oh, a little tease: Stephen Montez in the sixth, the Colorado quarterback, or Alex Taylor in the fifth, with the long arms. I'm going to go Alex Taylor in the fifth. Okay. Kavon Wallace. Round four. Clemson. Safety, round four. Tyree Cleveland, the Florida wide receiver in round five. Kavon Wallace, round four. Okay. Better football player overall. Hakeem Adenije, the Kansas offensive lineman in the third, or Neville Gallimore in the first. Whoo. I think I'm going to go Neville Gallimore, round one. Hmm. Malik Harrison, Ohio State linebacker in the fourth, or K.J. Hill, Ohio State wide receiver in the fourth? K.J. Hill. Wow. Michael Ojemudia, the Iowa corner in the fifth, or James Prochet, the SMU? James Prochet. Ooh, you like Prochet. Prochet is a sleeper to take this home. (laughs) Adam Troutman. Yep. Dayton tight end in the fourth. Yes, sir. Lorel Mortrison. Fifth. Fourth. Fourth. NC State defensive lineman. Hmm. Murchison, Durchison. I'm going to go Murchison here. Laurel Murchison is a great name. That's a very good name. I agree. Okay. Kyle Duggar or Javon Kinlaw? Kyle Duggar in the third, Kinlaw in the first. More likely Kinlaw in round one than Kyle Duggar being, uh, being on the board in round three. Okay. Alex Taylor in the fifth or Kayvon Wallace in the fourth? Ooh, good one. Thanks. <laughs> is Alex Taylor a fifth or is Kayvon Wallace a fourth? If he's got the, if he's the off the bus, like, he you is. know, top five pick, he's, he's not going to But you know his background round. at all? Uh, he started at uh, a bigger school and then, I'm not remembering, I'm forgetting which school that was, but left after his redshirt year to go play basketball and played basketball mm-hmm. only, transferred to South Carolina so State. So is he like 27 years old? No, he's like, but they committed, they got him to play both sports, and then eventually he decided that he only wanted to play football. So I wonder if that affects the stock as well. It sounds to me like a guy who people are going to talk themselves into, you know, potential Maybe. future left tackle is going the third or fourth round. But, you know, it's just, this is I'm going to go Kayvon Wallace. All right. Kayvon Wallace makes it to the final four. You're good on time. No, no, I'm, I'm keeping an eye out. I'm checking your watch. Neville Gallimore in the first. K.J. Hill in the fourth. Whew. 
I really think Neville Gallimore is going to be a first-round pick when it's all said and done. I'm going to go Neville Gallimore. James Prochet in the third, Lorel Murchison in the fourth. I'm going to go Lorel Murchison in the fourth oh, round. Oh, a surprise! A shocker in the Elite Eight. Really only because you said Prochet is a dark horse. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What are we now? Elite we eight. We move to the Quackatology Final Four. We're in the Final Four. Oh, great. All right. Here we go. The four players who we have deemed are likeliest to land with a theoretical team that plays in the Northeast. <laughs> <laughs> or all 32 NFL teams. Yeah. Yep. The four players left. Okay. Javon Kinlaw. In round one. Kavon Wallace. In round four. Neville Gallimore. In round one. And Larell Murchison. In round four. Wow. Notice that there are three defensive linemen, defensive tackles, and one safety. Positions that could interest a theoretical team that played In the down NFL. the Broad Street line. We move to the finals of the South bracket. Javon Kinlaw or Kavon Wallace. Tell me, oh, we got a Vaughn and Vaughn. That's interesting. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> give me the real, give me the breakdown of Javon Kinlaw. If a team in the NFL were to draft him in the first round, what would they be getting? What would be so exciting? So he is one of those guys I mentioned earlier uh, when talking about Gallimore that has those two gap traits, you know, really stout, um, just really strong, powerful. He's got the ability to collapse the pocket. He played in like the 330s the previous years. And he had a, I want to say it was a torn labrum in his hip last year as a junior. Injury history, that's intriguing. So the torn labrum in his hip, um, he got some surgery, and after that felt good that he could cut a bunch of weight. And so he cut a bunch of weight. He got down to the 305, 310, I think 315, right in that range, and played lighter this year. You saw that on film, more explosive first step, more initial quickness, uh, and that resulted in more production. And so when you looked at Kinlaw, Always on film, he was really, really disruptive. Uh, I really liked him off his junior film uh, when he played in the 330s, and he was just really, really good against the run. Um, and then you see this year he cuts a little bit of weight, and now he's really good against the pass. So you're getting a guy that has that ability to be both. Uh, he's faced a lot of adversity in his life. There's great stories there um, you know, with, in terms of his resiliency. Uh, this is a guy that uh, a lot of people are really high on. Him or Kayvon Wallace in the fourth? It's he's a first round pick, Kinlaw. So it's got to be Kinlaw. But does he get to twenty one? I know, but anytime you're talking about a first or reverse a fourth, like anything yeah. can happen that can make okay. Kinlaw Wallace right. not a fourth round pick. You're right. Neville Gallimore in the first, or Larell Murchison in the fourth. I don't think we've talked much about Larell Murchison. What's he doing here? What's he doing here? What's he's he, a good player. Oh, in the, oh he here in the final four. What's he, yeah, what's he done to make it through oh. the because I really, rugged... I like the, it's kind of like Kayvon Wallace. Like, quackatology. I just liked the, like, the value sounds right. Larell yeah. Marchison in the fourth round. Um, I think I like him a little more than most people do. Um, I would say that he's flying under the radar a little bit overall. He's a guy that uh, has that quick first step, the ability to get into the backfield, make plays. Uh, he's been a playmaker for NC State over the last couple of years, one of your favorite schools in the ACC. Um, Can't go to college, go to state. <laughs> I think when you look at Murchison, uh, would he come in and be above Anthony Rush, a player like he's Anthony a very? Rush. Di- I mean, he's a very different player. Yeah, you know, Rush is a is a big, stout guy. Um, you know, he's got he power. loves he's, Jeff Stadlin, that guy. Right. He's uh, I, when you look at uh, at Rush, he's um, I like Anthony Rush. He's he's just a, it's just a different player. Okay. Neville Gallimore or Lorel Murchison. I think I'm telling you, I think Neville Gallimore is a round one pick. 
Okay. So it's two round one D tackles. We move to the finals. Well, it speaks to the, the two best players here. I think that's what I mean. It speaks to the strength of what the senior bowl class right now. The two best players in Mobile non quarterback edition. I could I maybe I should have thrown Justin Herbert in here somewhere, but yeah, I think that's we know on that's you. Unlikely. Yeah. Javon Kinlaw for the Eagles at twenty one or trading up, trading down, a player who we think might intrigue them, or Neville Gallimore from Oklahoma. This is so like the, I think when you're talking now for the Eagles at 21, you have a player that every mock draft has going ahead of 21, right. and then you have a player that not many people have going before 21. Correct. But again, I think is going to make that rise yeah. up to 21. Who the, you know Kinlaw could get pushed down by quarterbacks like uh, the the wide receivers. I think are going to go higher than they're currently being projected. Like, so you think you know, that you Henry think, Ruggs is not going to be there at twenty one? You think as it'll I'm be sure. like what the like the what was that the Corey Davis, Mike Williams, John Ross, John Ross, those like, guys going? I think up. that's okay. possible. Okay, that's the scenario where you say, okay, now a guy bumps down, and you've you know, got a couple. Of sudden, got a few all of a sudden, those top receivers are off the board. Jordan Love goes top fifteen, right? And so you know, Javon Kinlaw's there, like seventeen, eighteen. Maybe it takes a fourth round pick or, or something, and you, you hop on up. What happens when Neville like Gallimore runs Diller. like a four eight five at like three hundred and fifteen mm. pounds, and like you know, he's a good kid, but and he's all that. like maybe twenty five years old. He's not. He's not twenty five. Okay. He's not twenty five. Like there's going to be a lot of buzz about him in a few in a few weeks. Okay, but I like your Kinlaw um, comparison. And if we're going based solely off my rubric, I think it's I think Kinlaw is an absolute lock round one. Whereas Gallimore, there's a chance exactly. Where there's a chance that Gallimore goes thirty fifth overall. Based, this is drama, folks. Yeah, I think I'm going to go Kinlaw. I think I'll go Kinlaw. Best wow. player, best player here that's not, not a quarterback. Wow. Congratulations to Javon Kinlaw. I can't wait to talk to him after practice. I don't know if he's gonna be here. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> wow. Congratulations. It's a little bit different. So last year we picked a first round pick, but it was the fourth rounder. <laughs> yeah. So now this means Kinlaw's fallen to the fourth <laughs> for some reason. Gonna commit a crime. I know he's a good kid. Uh, okay. This is interesting. I didn't expect I didn't expect the the consensus best player here to be the answer for the Eagles at 21, but that's good. I, I, I didn't say he was the answer for the Eagles. He was the answer for the first A theoretical team yeah. drafting 21st overall who's made some personal changes this offseason. Okay. That's exciting. How do you feel? You got to get out of here in two minutes. Yeah, I, got, uh, I got a producer's calling me. It's, uh, it's, a, good, it's a good time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, well, Mr. Duffy, thank you for... Uh, indulging me and uh where can listeners follow you tweet at you stalk you at your home uh at fduffy3 on twitter and uh make sure you're subscribed to the journey of the draft podcast obviously to uh you want me to answer that no i got it the, the last thing i need is you answering any of my calls on this <laughs> podcast um uh yeah the journey of the draft podcast obviously the glide in the sky podcast uh, must listen for draft fans thank you it's uh, we have a lot of fun doing it. And since since we've been doing it year round, it's been a lot of fun as well over the last couple of years. I agree. And some of the you know, if you would familiarize yourself with some of these people. Yeah. If you've been listening all year long, especially like what was fun was after the draft last year. Yeah, of, that like, was a great. That was what a, fun. What a great thing that was. Yeah, like did. going back and just seeing like here's all the times we talked about Andre Dillard yeah. throughout the fall and just it gives you a reason. Yeah, that this is why like, you need to be listening. You know, people are talking about this guy. I, I think that was he might rise up draft. Literally, like you couldn't have painted a better picture. Yeah, it was than awesome. That. It was really fun. Yeah. All right. Well, 
That'll do it for the second annual Quackatology from the Senior Bee Owl. For Fran Duffy and for Sheil and Zach, wherever they are, I'm Bo Wolf, and as always, we love you.